Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos, and you're in the right place if you are a female entrepreneur looking to grow your business purposefully. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm going to riff on a topic that has been marinating inside of me for about seven months now, if not longer than that, let's be honest. It's a topic very near and dear to my heart, and it is heavily influenced by my friend Kate Stillman's book called Body Thrive. Kate Stillman has been on this podcast a handful of times before. She is the owner of yogahealer.com. And she teaches Ayurvedic principles in modern day language. Her book, Body Thrive, are these beautiful habits that she talks about. And they're very holistic about your body and creating these habits so that you can truly thrive. And it's just beautiful. And you might be wondering, well, like, Katie, that's body, that's Ayurveda. How does that deal with me as a businesswoman? And I want to say that it is so relatable because when I read her book, what stuck out to me the most about the entire concepts that she was teaching was this idea of habit automation, of really creating habits that were now so ingrained in you that you would consider them automatic, like things that you basically don't have to think about anymore because you do them. And so I want to take this concept to business But I'm going to really bring it to your whole life because let's be honest, if you are struggling in your personal life or there are things that are not running smoothly in other parts of your life, it's going to show up in your business, right? So really today's whole conversation is about the real power of automation. And the thesis is this, the real power of automation is freeing your mind from having to think about all the little things so that you have the headspace and the mental capacity and brilliance and energy to put towards the things that really move your business forward, or as we're talking in the larger scope of your life, that really enhance your life big time. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story here. The reason that this has been marinating in me and that I feel so passionate about bringing this message to you today is because my daughter, as of this week, will be turning seven months old. And for the first six months of her life, I was in total turmoil. Okay, that's probably a little bit of an over-exaggeration. But let's just say that I was like in the trenches, right? And if you're a mother listening to this, you're, of course, nodding your head going, of course, girl, of course you're in the trenches. And... I was in the trenches, yes, but more so what had been happening, what has happened over those first six months of her life, which obviously at seven months old was not that long ago that I have been coming up for air, was that I realized that there were so many things that were now not automatic. They were not automated in my life. And so there were so many things that I needed to think about every single day and figure out every single day. And I'm going to share more specifically about what that looked like. There were two big giant things that I did not have automated over those first six months. The first was reliable childcare. And the second was a peaceful, quiet place to work. Okay, here's the truth. 
about a week before Savannah was born, I fell in love with a bird. You know that I'm a bird person. You've probably heard my bird, Sammy, over the years in the background during any one of these podcast episodes. So I fell in love with this bird and I was emotional. I was hormonal a week before my baby got here and I, we got the bird. And what I didn't do, I didn't do enough research on my bird to know that Indy is his name, short for indigo because he's this gorgeous blue color, is flipping loud and like really loud and like all the time loud, like always chirping all the time. (laughs) So I just want you to imagine like, and we didn't really get it until right about when Savannah was born because all of a sudden our house went from you know, me, my husband, and my three-year-old in the house to the noise level of now a newborn and a bird, (laughs) an extra bird. (laughs) The added little snip on this is that Sammy, my son Conyer, is typically a loud bird, but she only really gets loud around other birds. And so now that we added Indy to the mix, she gets even louder. So just from the vantage point of I had an office before Savannah was born. I had a physical space where I could go and get work done. And even though prior to Savannah being born and prior to Indy being part of our lives, you know, you might've heard a bird on the other side of the wall, but it was vague. It was really, really minor. Now, all of a sudden, I literally did not have a space because even if I went into the corners of the house, we have a small house, by the way, even if I went into the furthest corners of the house, I now knew I could pretty much guarantee I was going to be hearing the bird. For a podcaster, that kind of sucks. Most especially for my meditation podcast, the Women's Meditation Network, because that really requires extra amount of attention to the audio quality there. So yeah, so all of a sudden, a quiet space that was all my own for me to go and work was completely wiped out. And at first I didn't really feel the hit of that because I was on maternity leave. And so I could sort of figure things out. Right. And I didn't have a lot of work happening in those first couple of months of 2019. But what really, when I really started feeling it was once I was started stepping back into work and really realized, oh my gosh, I, I don't really have a quiet place to meet with my clients. And so, oh my gosh, If you're my client and listening to this right now, I love you because every single one of my clients gave me so much grace for so long meeting and doing our Zoom calls in my car (laughs) and sometimes in a different part of the house or sometimes in a friend's house or a friend's closet because I would go over there just so I could have this quiet space. But the point of this is, is as it relates to a quiet space in my life, I had to figure it out all the time. Like I had to show up every single day or every single week. I would say, okay, I'm meeting with clients this week. Where am I going to meet with them? And so I I had to spend that mental energy figuring that out on a regular basis. The other major thing that I talked about is reliable childcare. And for the first six months of Savannah's life, I did not have reliable childcare. And I'll just say this briefly. So I was very happy with and knew that I was going to be staying home with her full time. Uh, And, you know, with Sedona, my oldest daughter, we put her in daycare a couple times a week when she was about three months old. And so I had every, I didn't plan before Savannah came along because I had every expectation that when she turned three months old, I would kind of do the same thing and put her in daycare for two or three days a week. Well, when she was three months old, I just didn't want to. I didn't feel it. I was breastfeeding her. I never was able to breastfeed Sedona. So there was like this really different component going on. 
So I just was like, okay, I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to put her in daycare. Let me see if I could figure it out with babysitters. And then ensued another two or three months of trying to uh, research, hire, manage babysitters that inevitably just kept falling through. And I just, it just didn't work. Let me just say that. And so once again, as it relates to finding the time and being able to rely on, okay, I know I have reliable childcare from this time to this time on these days, that I never got into a group with that. And it just didn't happen. So once again, in the conversation of automation, that was not automated. And so it required so much of my energy and time every single week and sometimes every single day trying to figure out how am I going to get the space to work? Not only for my clients, like clients that I knew that I had, work that I knew I needed and I was responsible for, but for all of the those other things that I wanted to actually grow the business, right? Like actually work on stuff that was happening with the Women's Meditation Network. And so, you know, it even got down to the minutia of how much can I control my daughter's sleep schedule so that I can rely on pockets of time. And my goodness, if you're a mother, even if you've done sleep schedules, you know that it's never 100% reliable. So just those two things, not being automated in my life for those first six months of Savannah's life, were massively detrimental because it made everything so chaotic. And the reason was, is because there was so much headspace, so much of my energy trying to rethink it out and come up with a solution every single day, a new solution every single day. And things were always in transition every single day. And it was exhausting. And I have had innumerable breakdowns because once you started piling other stuff on top of those things, on top of needing to manage that, I could go on a list of other responsibilities that I know you have too, taking care of the three and a half year old. How and when are my husband actually, when are we going to be able to see each other? Uh, When am I working out times for this thing? Oh, family's coming in at this time. Like, I mean, just the life things, right? And so not having those two major core components of my life automated really made an impact. So I want to tell that story to bring this full circle. Obviously, since then, I'm currently recording this to you in an outside office that I got and I'm so grateful for right now. And I never even thought I would ever be in an outside office. I It, it has been a long time since I've had an outside office. And Savannah did start we call it school. She did start daycare a couple of weeks ago. So like, I know, okay, I know every whatever days, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I know I'm going to have reliable childcare. So I say all this because once I did get those two things automated, guess what happened? The energy level or all of the energy that I had been spending figuring that stuff out every single day or on a regular basis, I now have to put towards business and to you know, having more fun with my kids or whatever it is that I want to put that towards. I can't believe how powerful that is and how much that takes off of my shoulders. And so this concept of automating habits and automating your lifestyle and automating pieces of your, of your personal life and pieces of your business go so far beyond 
the current rhetoric that we have around automation. Like it goes so far beyond like the tools of automation, which is usually how we talk about automation in business. It is, you know, this is so far beyond having a CRM or doing an email automation series or, you know, this is so beyond prioritization and doing things really well and being productive. This has everything to do with managing your energy so that you can show up as the best possible CEO that you can be and the best possible mother, wife, daughter, friend, woman to yourself that you can be. So that's really the core heart of what automation really is. So I want to end this conversation by giving you some very practical ways that you can automate pieces of your life. And I'm not just talking about business here, but many of them will be about business, but things that you could do to automate your life so that you just don't have to think about them anymore. And you don't have to spend that mental energy and that mental juice to think about them regularly. Like once you got to figure it out, boom, you don't have to figure it out again. You just have to show up to get it done or show up to do it or whatever it is. So here are 10 things that you can automate in your whole life. Okay. Not just business. Number one, cleaning the house. <laughs> I'm starting with this one because it, I mean, it seems to be the foundation of everything. Here's how you can automate cleaning your house. Who's in charge of what chores? And I'm going to be straightforward with you. I do not have this automated right now because I still take care of so many chores or I'm the one delegating all the chores at this point. When the day starts or the day ends, whenever you are doing chores, like who's doing them? So you don't have to think about who's doing them. Every single morning, I have to figure out who's doing the dishes today, who's cleaning the birds today, who's, you know, picking up the room here today, who's, you know, wiping the counter off, all that sort of stuff. But imagine if I have, and now I need to go kick myself in the butt and do this. My mom was great at this. She always had a list of like, who's doing what chores on what day. So guess what? Once you do that, you don't have to think about it again. You just do it. You just show up to do it. Really great resource here. Kendra Hennessy, who has been on this podcast before, she has the podcast Mother Like a Boss. It is perfect for getting more efficient with how you run your home. So she has a ton of resources over there. I would highly recommend you go listen to her podcast if you want to know how to run your home more efficiently. Okay, so that's number one. Meal prepping is number two. Once again, I'm not going to claim that I'm perfect at this. Spend one to two days each week making your food for the week. That's meal prepping. My client, Ashley Kitchen, is amazing. She has a phenomenal Instagram page. I'm going to go ahead and put that in the show notes. And go follow her. She Her whole business is called Plant Centered Prep. Whether you're plant-based or not, it doesn't really matter. Just go and check her out because she has so many great resources about how you can meal prep and spend a chunk amount of time on any given day and like get your meals set for the day so that you don't have to think about them again. She even has a five-day meal planning guide totally for free that you could go download. So I'll go ahead and put that again in the show notes. The third thing that you could do is time blocking. This is massive. I talk about this all the time when we talk about productivity and prioritization. But in the space of automation, what it does is allows you to know what you're doing before you even do it. So you don't have to think about it. So time blocking is when you look at a week, let's say, and you're looking at your like Monday through Friday and you're saying, okay, I already know I'm going to work on, on 
you know, this part of my business on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and this part of my business on Tuesday afternoon and Thursday afternoons, and this part of my business on Fridays. You basically assign a type of activity or a certain part of work that you're going to do on any given day or any given time periods, okay? So I'll give you this example. Every Monday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., you have a time block that just says writing, Or every Friday, I used to have, years ago when we used to have the Tampa Bay business owners, Friday evenings were my, I called them QuickBooks and sushi. (laughs) I would go treat myself to take out sushi and I would go do my QuickBooks. And so every Friday evening, I would have like two hours that I would spend on QuickBooks. So things like that. How can you look at your weekend time block? And even better... Can you create time blocks that are recurring that so you know basically every single Monday from this time to this time, this is what I'm working on. Again, it totally relinquishes you from having to worry about those activities outside of that time block. It is magical. Okay, number four, exercise. (laughs) And this literally you will hear so many of these things kind of lay over the concept of time blocking, but exercise. Know when you're going to do it in advance and know exactly what workout you're going to do or have a program that you're following. So I have been doing Beachbody for years now. And the reason I love Beachbody is because I can literally, especially if I'm specifically following a program, I can go and I just, I know what day I'm on and I just press play and I don't have to think about anything else. Oh, it feels so good. (laughs) For those of us who just manage so many details, anything that we don't have to manage or think about is a giant bonus. So make exercise one of those things. Is it that you're walking every day and you know, like right now, obviously my schedule sort of shifts and changes every single day. So I can't say, okay, every morning at 8 a.m., this is what I'm doing because a lot of it relies on, okay, did the baby actually wake up at 7 a.m. or did she wake up at 6 a.m. like this morning? So now everything shifts an hour, right? So for me, the one way I automate exercise right now is I say, okay, as soon as the baby goes down for her morning nap, that's, that's the first thing I'm doing and then I'm getting a, a shower and pretty much I'm, I'm covered. Like I know I've got everything good there. And this may even mean that my husband and my toddler are hanging around playing all around me. There's like chaos all around me while I'm doing yoga this morning. That's kind of what it looks like. But so for you, like how can you automate your exercise? When are you doing it? plan that in advance, and then follow a program or just know already what you're going to do so that you don't have to think about it in the moment. Number five, childcare. I won't go through this again because I just gave you the great story about why this is so powerful, but get your childcare set up. You can even find babysitting services that might actually lend themselves to be better for you than a single babysitter or two or having sort of the bullpen of like two or three babysitters. And here's why, because if you pay for a babysitting service, and this is typically where, you know, it's sort of like a subscription service. Like we have one here locally and it's 40 bucks a month plus the cost of the hourly babysitter. And the reason that 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 $40 a month makes sense is because I don't have to think about whether a babysitter cancels. I don't have to think about being the person who manages, oh my gosh, so-and-so can't come this day or so-and-so has, can't make it that day. So can I work with her schedule? And I don't have to worry about that. I just know that that babysitting service is going to send me somebody great at the time I want them to send them no matter what. They are the ones managing all that. Okay. Number six, batch your content. 
Once again, this is a heavy part of what I talk about in business prioritization and productivity. Back to your content. This is a big mindset shift if you do not currently do this. Batching your content basically means that you set aside a certain amount of time and you say, okay, I'm sitting down to, for example, write and record a podcast episode. So instead of just writing and recording one podcast episode, I'm in that energy. So I'm going to do multiple podcast episodes. So now I have four episodes in the can instead of needing to wait for next week and just kind of doing it again and doing it off the whim, right? So this is true and you can batch your content for any content pieces that you do. So whether that's a blog post, a video, um, social media posts, take an hour. I promise you being able to create content for your social media for the week does not take more than an hour, maybe the first time, but after that you kind of get into the rhythm, go, you know, spend that hour curating the content that you want to be able to release throughout the week and then go put it in a scheduler. And whatever scheduler you want to use, go for it. So the beauty about this is to it, it really enhances your business because instead of just thinking on the fly of how you need to show up on social media that day and what thing are you promoting and what should you talk about, it forces you to think in advance about whatever it is you are promoting and whatever it is you've got going on so that you can make sure that your content and all those posts that you're creating and curating for social media line up with that. So guess what? Now you get to show up and it's a random Wednesday morning and you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, I got to post in my group or oh my gosh, I got to post on Instagram. You don't need to think about that. So think about the amount of headspace that that totally clears for you to show up and do the creative things that you really want to be doing in your business. Okay, let's keep moving here. Number seven, automate your emails. This is obviously huge. So do you have email sequences all set up, nurture sequences. And or if you are writing emails on a regular basis, can you batch those out? Can you go back and batch that content and spend you know an hour or two and just sit down and write a bunch of emails and get them all scheduled out? Number eight, repurpose content. Create one brilliant piece of content and then put it everywhere. Can you create for example, a podcast episode and then write it up or even have somebody transcribe it. And now that becomes a blog post on your website. And guess what? Pieces of that blog post can be extracted and made into beautiful graphics. Maybe you've got one or two lines or three lines in there that are really powerful. Take each of those lines out and make them into a quoted graphic and put those graphics on Facebook, on Instagram, on Pinterest, wherever you are on social media. So get one great piece of content and extract literally does a dozen or so ways to be able to use that content and then go schedule it out. Number nine, choose your clothes in advance for the week. I don't do this one, but I heard this. <laughs> I heard this as a great suggestion somewhere recently. And I was like, that's a really good idea. I should do that. So I don't do this currently, but basically whenever you get out of the shower, like don't spend time looking at your closet and like, what should I wear today? Like figure that out in advance or maybe a baby step into this is just have like the kind of set clothes that you know that you're going to be wearing for the week, or you know that you wear most often and just go directly to those. And number 10, create products and services that people can buy on your website or buy automatically that they don't need to speak to you in order to buy something from you. So 
if you are a service provider or a coach or strategist like me, okay, maybe have something on your work with me page that is a, like somebody can just buy it and it's time with you. Now you may be telling yourself, well, wait a minute, I don't, maybe I don't want to work with everyone. Like if you're spending your time with somebody, you're a high, kind of a high ticket item and you really want to screen through all of your clients. Is there a smaller version of what you currently offer that somebody could buy and you could do it for everyone? So for me, for example, most of my coaching clients are pretty long-term and maybe it's a 12 week session. Some, some of them I'm on like a whole year long plan with, but there is a two hour intensive that somebody can purchase on my website. So, you know, for the most part, like two hours in two hours, I can really help somebody work through some stuff and it benefits me to be able to work with somebody for those two hours. It's intense. It's wonderful. And it's great. And I'm going to be spending two times with somebody, two hours, excuse me, with somebody to be able to work through their stuff. They can purchase it there on my website. And should they need more work from me, then we can talk about that after the fact. So again, is there a small piece of something that you offer as a service provider that you can have that anyone can buy on your website? If you are currently a product-based business or you currently have products, Make them super easy for people to buy on your website, on your social media, all that sort of stuff. If you are not currently a products-based business or you don't currently have products, think about how you might be able to create product and then make it visible and easy for people to buy. You know, there's that very, very sexy term of make money while you sleep. Yes, it feels really good. Even if you have a high ticket service-based business and maybe you have a product that's really, you know, comparatively small potatoes, it's still automated income. So those are 10 really awesome ways that you can look at your life, look at your business and start automating some things with the ultimate intention to decrease the amount of mental energy that is spent in recreating the wheel on all of these things every single day or every single week or every single month so that you could spend that energy working on the things that really bring joy to you and move the ball forward for you in a meaningful way. I hope that this has been really helpful and I would love to hear about ways that you are automating things in your life and in your business. So come on into our Facebook group, bizwomenrock.com forward slash group and let me know. I'll see you on the next episode.